Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 129 of the Caesus Show. It's your boy, Sir Caesus, and I'm back better than ever, and it's just exciting. I'm, I'm excited to share some extremely good insight to this week's episode. So what I like to do before I get into the hottest topics of 129 is I like to rehash the past episode. So in past episode 128, it was a solo. Yes, Carl Conyers and Terrence Whaley are both still out in, uh, indefinitely, but they will be back for the next episode for sure. But in episode 128, it was me, myself, and I kind of went on kind of a little rant. So if you kind of like, you know, Stephen A's world or if you like Max Kellerman or like Colin Cowherd when they go on their solo solo journeys, um, that's kind of where I was at. So to rehash, we talked about, or I talked about rather, Paul George's injury, Anthony Davis returning, Carl Anthony Towns returning, Ja Morant returning, a whole bunch of returns, LeBron returned as well too, and, uh, you know, Dame getting shut down and Ben Simmons getting shut down as well too, and also my Sir Caesar's parameters for MVP. So just to rehash with you guys, because we're going to talk about this in a little bit, my parameters for MVP, it has to, you have to have good individual stats, you have to have great offensive efficiency, you have to have somewhat of a good, decent defensive impact. You have to have a great team record. Team record, how does that look with missed games? Durability and games played and also team performance on offense and defense with you on the floor versus you off the floor as well too. So before we get in today's hottest topics, we have a special guest that you can see right here. My brother D Sharp has been a minute. So ladies and gentlemen, make some, mo- make some noise for my boy, my brother, Daryl Sharp. How you doing, man? Doing all right, man. Daryl been out in LA for about two weeks, man. You been you been having a good time, man? Man, yeah, I love the city. Um, a lot of good food, a lot of good places to vibe at. So, um, you know, seeing family and friends. So that's been cool. So, yeah, man, love the city, man. Love the city. City lay you back as well too. Look like you coming back for 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 Phil Handy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, got something in August for, for training, so I'll be I'll be at that at that event. So I'm excited. All right, cool. All right, cool. Let's get into it. Let's get the energy up. I know you're a little nervous. I know it's been a while, but we're going we gonna, we gonna to get into it, man. So before we get into even, the, you know, the 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 playoff matchups and whatnot as well, too, the awards are going to come out relatively pretty quickly. So I definitely want to have a little segment on that as well, too. So we're just going to go back and forth and, and you know, kind of exhaust the fume pipes and, and, and see where we kind of – our answers are swayed at and whatnot as well, too. So NBA Awards. I'm gonna go with you first, Coach of the Year. Who do you have and why? Um, gotta go with Mike Brown. Um, what he's done with the Sacramento Kings has been unbelievable. I think, you know, for a long time people looked at the Sacramento Kings as not a, a good organization, and I think Mike Brown was able to kind of introduce some culture, some identity, um, and they hooping right now. So I gotta give it to Mike Brown. I agree with you as well, too. Number three team in the Western Conference. When you look at them on paper, going into the season, you just never thought, like, Sacramento Kings top three. If anything, I thought they were going to be a plan. Like, if you would have told me this year they're going to have a better record than the Suns, the Clippers, the Warriors, the Lakers, even Minnesota, who played relatively pretty great last year, and the Pelicans with Zion, and Dallas with Luka and Kyrie, I'd be like, what are you talking about? What are you smoking on as well, too? So... For him to be under the tutelage um, of Steve Kerr and kind of basically 
bring that system and add his own little sprinkle to it with the pieces that he has is pretty good. And, I mean, you got two um, all-stars that are on your team this year, and then you argue we got two um, all-NBA-type players on your team as well, too. So that was great. And then with Keegan Murray being a rookie and handling that pressure as a starter – He's been playing great as well, too, and Horter's been shooting lights out. So he's basically he's really, really getting the best out of his team right now. Um, they finished 48 and 34 as well, too. Um, so I definitely agree with you with Mike Brown getting coach of the year as well, too. Um, six man of the year. Who do you have for your six man of the year? I'm interested to see your answer because we, we kind of think like I mean, we we blood, obviously, <laughs> yeah, but right, yeah. what 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 is that's, that's what, what's what who's your six man of the year? That's tough. Um uh, it came for me. It came down between Emmanuel Quickly and Malcolm Brogdon, mm-hmm. and I'm leaning towards Malcolm because I feel like he's impacted winning more. The Celtics, you know, are the uh, the second seed in the East, and I think he's played a, a pivotal role in that. And he could legit be a starter. Like he's putting up real buckets. So I'm gonna have to go with. I want to say Quickly because he just brings a different energy to the to the to the team when he gets on the court, and he's had a great year. But I'm going to go with um, Malcolm Brogdon from the Celtics. I think, to me, like, if you look at all the stats, you compare the two, I think he had a better statistical year than Emmanuel. So I'll give it to him for sure. Damn. Blood runs real thick. I'm going with Malcolm Brogdon as well, too. (laughs) Um, He is a starter. He just he, he like he said before he even you know laced laced up the the sneakers and put the jersey on. He said I've made as much money as I want to, and I just want to be in an environment where I can impact winning as well too. So for Brad Stevens to go from a coach to be in the front office and have his eyes on that and basically get him for nothing, um, that just speaks to the organization, but also that speaks to how humble. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon is as well too and and when you looked at the Boston Celtics you know they were playing a lot of catch up last year um, and obviously they lost Eme and whatnot as well too but one thing I noticed in the finals was they didn't necessarily have that natural point guard um, during times of distress that can just run the sets be be patient be efficient get everyone their good looks play great defense you didn't really get that with that I mean you didn't really get that last year I mean Mar- Marcus Smart tried it was kind of more so by committee with Derek yeah. White and, and Brown and Tatum, but Malcolm Brogdon definitely just adds a whole new dynamic to this team, especially coming off the bench as well too. And now, if Malcolm Brogdon obviously is known for not, I'm not not Malcolm Brogdon. If uh, Marcus Smart is playing not the greatest, you can have him close lineups as well too. I mean, he's damn near his whole career been a 50, 40, 90, or been hovering around that as well too. So. Um, coming off the bench, averaging 15, 4, 4, and shooting 48% from the field. I mean, you can't really ask that much. Yep. And there's a reason why they're the number two seed as well, too. So I had to give him that that nudge, too. I thought of other players like Norman Powell. I was like, he probably didn't play too many games. thought about quickly as well, too. Um, so there was a couple of players that came in mind, but I also reward not only your – your individual um, success, but the team's success as well, too. So I definitely went there as well. Who are you going with with most improved player? Oh, man, that's that's tough. For most improved? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm gonna go with Laurie Martin. Mm. I think um, I, I knew he was a great player, a great young player, but no one had any expectations for, for the Jazz coming into this season. They were really like, you know, they was part of the tank wars, right? <laughs> they were supposed to be looking for Scoot or the Vic kid from France. So I think 
he came in, he played well. He was an all-star this year. I just think he overall, you know, he led his team like they were right there for playoff contention throughout the year. So I think he was the most surprising. But if you pay attention to the game, you realize that he's a great player and he just took his game to another level. So I'm going to go with him. I think he deserved it. Damn, blood really runs thick as well, too. I was talking to Warren the other day, and I was just going back and forth like, yo, who's going to be most improved player? I was about to give it a shy just because he's going to probably be a first team. He's probably going to take his team to the playoffs. This is pre-recorded, so we don't know who's going to be the AC versus Denver. And he upped his uh, points per game as well, too, and he, he, he can't be stopped. But – I had to go with Laurie as well, too, yeah. getting placed into a new environment. Um, and like you said, you know, they eventually uh, we thought going into the season they were going to be a part of the tank was as well, too. But they were literally hovering around the top five, top six seed the entire year as well, too. And just to give you guys a little bit of context on his improvement last season, he. Let's say, damn. <laughs> last season he averaged 15 points six rebounds and one assist he upped his points per game by almost 11 so this year he averaged 25.6 points 8.6 rebounds shot 87 percent from the field shot 50 percent from the field and he shot 40 percent from three essentially as well too um wow that's great and he only is playing four more minutes as well too so that definitely looks promising moving forward. Uh, we're going to see what Danny Ainge kind of does as well, too. He looks like he got a good amount of draft picks stored up, so he can definitely be uh, a focal point in that offense moving forward and also to potentially bring in some form of free agents as well, too. But got to give it to Larry, first all-star appearance as, as, as well, too. So I think it can only go up from here for sure. Who are you giving the... I feel like this is unanimous. It's, it's funny how in the media we saw all the votes and one vote was for homie uh, Edwards, I think. Yeah. Edwards in Utah. But who is your rookie of the year? So so my rookie of the year is Dan Carroll for Orlando, from the Orlando Magic. Mm-hmm. But my – the the player that I would like would give the award to is Jalen Williams from OKC. Ooh, oh, man, that kid is so tough. He get to it. He a real hooper, and and Ben Carroll deserves it too. And like he's you know he the rookie of the year, but I feel like I feel like Jalen Williams is underrated. He, you know he's in a mid market team, but he's been impacting, winning. He's playing really well. Like that would be my rookie of the year. But I wouldn't be like Dan Carroll's numbers are insane, right? He's a unicorn, so for sure he's he's probably deserving of the rookie of the year. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> obviously I'm a little biased. I, I like Duke. I don't follow college basketball too much as I used to, but I'm hip with what's going on. But I mean, you played 72 games. I mean, not that many rookies came in the league averaging 20. Like I can only think of like. What possibly KD, LeBron, and Melo? Like he's in that company right there as well too. Um, but came in, already had an NBA frame. The reason why he's a number one pick, three level score as well too, and he's barely just scratched the surface on what um, he can become as well too. So there's really no 
further explanation with Paolo as well, too. Um, gonna, he's going to get his field goal percentage up. He's going to get his three-point percentage up and his free throw percentage up as well, too. But to go on a team and, and you know, directly in some form impact winning, um, I, th- I thought that spoke volumes absolutely for sure. Who is your defensive player of the year? Man, it's Brooke Lopez. Mm. Brooke Lopez, man. And he's one player that's reinvented his game so many times. I feel like he don't really get the love he he deserves. But Brooke Lopez, to me, the Milwaukee Be- the Milwaukee Bucks got one of the best defenses in the NBA, right? And he's the anchor to that, mm. right? So not only is he the an- like you you on a team with Drew Holiday and Giannis, and you the anchor of the defense. And his stats are, I think he leads, he's top five in blocks. Um, I think he's up there in, um, in chain shots. Uh, players that get to the basket have to alter their shots. So I'm going with Brooke Lopez. Um, I just think from start to finish, he's had one of the best defensive season I think a big has had. So I, I, I would give it to Brooke. Yeah. I was also talking to Warren with this as well, too. I was going between... JJJ, Ooh, and tough. I was also going between Brooke Lopez as well, too. That's tough. That's a tough one, man. Tough. I've been going back and forth, but Brooke Lopez has been playing great as well, too. JJ a dog, too. So I, they, I mean, It's kind of a coin flip. I'm going to go with JJJ just because he's the ability to guard multiple positions. That's fair. And Steven Adams been out damn near half the season as well, too. And then also uh, Clark just got hurt as well, too. So he's got to definitely pick up the slack. That's fair. Um, so I'm going I'm to I'm I'm go with JJJ. And I think he led the league in blocks. Yeah. So I'm rocking with him. It's the first. I feel like in a lot of these award categories, it's like toss-up, man. Like you can't even really decide because everybody who's in those particular categories are hooping at an all-time level, so. Yeah, no, I have to agree. And then last but not least, who is your MVP, man? My MVP, man. So I know this is taking over social media. Everybody got their MVP. It's really between three players. But for me, the MVP is Giannis. Oh. <laughs> and I know, hey, I know Joel B is that dude. But for me, Giannis... He's the best player on the best team. Their stats are almost identical. And to me, he's the most dominant player in the NBA. Mm. He's, the most, he's the best player in the NBA. You're the best player in the NBA on the best team in the NBA. To me, you should be the MVP. Mm. Um, I Like Giannis came out a few days ago and said, I should have won the MVP five times in Not a row. Not that many people can brag and say that and talk their shit. He, he did, yeah, he, he liked that. So, for me, it's Giannis, man. Nobody is better than him in the NBA to me. I mean, yeah, you can argue that for, you know, LeBron James, his past, you know, his prime years, and also James Harden and his high-scoring years with Houston as well, too. Like, everyone always – these top players are always going to be in the conversation as well, too, but – I'm on that Joel Embiid bandwagon for MVP for sure, man. Led the league, led the league in scoring at 33 points, 10 rebounds, four assists, shot 55% from the field, 
33% from three. I mean, he's a big, I get it. And 86% from the free throw line That's as well, crazy. too. Now, we were arguing off here, and we are saying, oh, well, he got James Harden, he got Tobias Harris, he got Tyrese Max, he got Coach Doc. But that's true. But I feel like if you took both players off their team, I think that the system that's in place with the Bucks, with their coach and their pieces around Drew Holiday and Middleton, I think they'd be a better team. I don't know. I mean, but I think, I think, I think, I mean, both of them go, both of those players go as their team, their team goes as they go. But I truly feel like if you take and beat off that team, they probably a playing team and struggling, bro. I mean, I, you can say that, but I feel like if you take Giannis off the Bucks, Chris Middleton has been hurt, right? And you got Drew Holiday. So you basically got Drew Holiday and Bobby Portis and Brooke Lopez because a lot of the players that play with Giannis, they benefit from his ability to create wide-open shots for them, right? So I, I've seen that argument. And I don't necessarily agree with it because you still got James Harden. You got Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris. These are real players, man. These ain't no bums. So for me, like, I don't like it because I think it diminishes the impact of how great those Philadelphia 76er players are. Mm -hmm. Like, they can still win ballgames. I think having an injured Middleton and, and having Drew Holiday basically be by himself, I think it's unfair to say, like, yo, they got a better squad. And, a, and they probably arguably got a better system. I agree with that. But to say they got a – like the talent gap between the two teams is Milwaukee. I just feel like the the Bucks are – I mean, you could be right. I, it just feels like from the eye test and on paper, especially the eye test, the Bucks just seem like the more complete team. Right. And you're going to have what? Brooke Lopez probably going to be an all-NBA type player or at least defensive player of the year. Drew Holiday going to probably be an all-NBA player or at least defensive player of the year. Same with Giannis. There's three of them right there. Bro, but, you, but all that to me is based on how great Giannis is. Like, mind you, the Bucks' second best player has been hurt. <laughs> so it just, it's just Drew, Brooke, and um, Bobby Portis. You going to have Brooke Lopez guarding point guards? That's food. I love Brooke, but he's, you know what I'm saying? So, to me, like, James Harden, Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris, DeAnthony Melton, man, these is hoopers. <laughs> like, and you, and James Harden has a history of making service, serviceable big men be look competent out there on the floor. What big he making look competent this year? He's, he, I think he lead the NBA in assists, right? Yeah, he's so, so he, assist leader. So I think his ability to be a three-level scorer and get guys open shots, that's like James Harden. James Harden has never missed the playoffs. So if you if Embiid isn't there, I don't feel like, yo, Philadelphia, they're not going to be a championship contender, but they still going to be a pretty good team. Mm. Nah, they not. Um, and I say all that to say is, to me, Giannis is the MVP. Yeah, I ain't wrong. I ain't, I ain't mad at you. And uh, it seems to me this is like a, can, a, a presidential candidacy. Um, they've been campaigning like crazy for these guys. It's just crazy how Joker just went under the radar. He probably like, I don't want this pressure no more. Uh, I, and he deserve he he has an MVP case as well. But to be if if Giannis doesn't win the MVP, I think that in this era of the modern big, 
Joker was able to get his flowers with those two back-to-back MVP. Giannis is a two-time MVP. So I do understand, like, if Joel Embiid wins the MVP award, he's going to be deserving. He's been deserving of it for the past several years, I think. So I wouldn't even be mad if any of those players actually win the MVP award. Like, so I know Giannis is my pick, but Joel Embiid, if he wins, I'm going to stand up and clap because he's had a remarkable, remarkable season, man, and he's deserving of it. He should have two MVPs. Um, so if he wins it, there's no, there's no like, bad feeling towards him because he deserved it. Hmm. That's interesting. So we'll see um, who ends up winning that MVP. If I had to put my money on it, I definitely think it's going to be Embiid. Yeah, for it, sure. It seems like it's like a reparations award, but he's still been fucking dominant um, as well, too. But I, I think it's going to go for, with Embiid for sure. Moving on from that, man, the NBA playoffs are back. This is the moment we all kind of been waiting for as well, too. So we're just going to go straight down the line with all these guaranteed matchups and then play a little bit of hypothetical since this is pre-recorded and the playing games are taking place later on today as well, too. First matchup in the Western Conference, you got the three C Sacramento Kings versus the six C Warriors, man. Who you got? Damn. I like I like what Mike Brown has done. I like the Kings. I love Fox. I like Sabonis, uh, Murray the Rook. But I just think Golden State, you know, their their pedigree, their experience, their they got the best player on the court, Steph Curry. I just think that's gonna be a little bit overwhelming for for the Kings. And because they like thirty to forty minutes away from each other, I think there's a lot of Warrior fans that are gonna kinda take away some of the Sacramento Kings home court advantage. So I got the Warriors winning this in in six. Yeah, I said six as well too. Um one, they're fully healthy. Yeah. Two, they're the modern day dynasty. Three, I give the coaching edge to Steve Kerr over Mike Brown, even though he's been under that system for quite some time. Four, I like Golden State's depth as well, too. Five, I know I think they said that the Kings, is may, they may have the best offensive rating of all time, but that shit different when you yeah. got two weeks to game plan against the same team over and over yeah. again as well, too. So I'm curious to see um, how efficient the others are going to perform. I don't have any problem or no doubts with what's the bonus. I mean, Draymond's great, but outside of Draymond, I don't think Looney and Draymond are going to really give him a problem offensively. I think he's going to get to his spots and not be phased. I think no one can – I mean, Gary Payton can try to guard De'Aaron Fox. Maybe they might put Wiggins' fresh legs on him as well too, but outside of that, Fox going to get his buckets. Fox leads the league in fourth quarter efficiency and, clutch, and clutchness as well too. But Keegan Murray, a rookie. Yeah, man. Like, I don't know what to expect out of him as well, too. Kevin Warders had a little stint in the playoffs with the Hawks, I think, two years in a row. He's been up and down as well, too. I don't know what to expect out of him. Harrison Barnes, this is his old team. Is he going to knock down those corner threes? I don't know. Um, and then I don't know what to expect out of Davion Mitchell. I don't know what to expect out of Malik Monk. Is he going to be up and down? So it's good that they have home court advantage, but like you said, they're only 40, 45 minutes away from each other. So how much travel are the Kings going to be doing going to San Fran and vice versa for the Warriors going to the Kings arena as well too. But I think that's definitely going to be 
from an excitement standpoint, how the NBA is more now em- emphasizing scoring. I think those are going to be very high-scoring games. It's probably just going to come down to who can execute down the stretch and who can get stops, and the Kings' defense is not nearly as good as the Warriors. And I know the Warriors have been struggling on the road as well, too, but they haven't been a whole. That's definitely something to kind of think about as well, too. But if there's any team to turn on that that or flip that switch, I think it's Golden State, and they wanted this matchup for sure. So I got Warriors in six as well, too. I think I have – how it pans out within those six games, Kings win game one. Just off the high of being enlightened the beam, they're going to be feeling themselves. Pressure going to come game two, Golden State going to close it out. Game three and four go back to Golden State. They win that joint up 3-1. Kings show a little bit more fight for game five. It's 3-2. And then Curry them just send them boys packing game six. <laughs> so I got the Warriors in six as well too. Moving on from there, we got the two seed Memphis Grizzlies versus the seven seed Los Angeles Lakers. Man, who you got? Damn, I'm, I got the Lakers in six. Mm. I think, I think the best player on the court is Anthony Davis, and I think the way the Lakers have retooled their roster after the trade deadline, they they have more wing depth. Um, I think. I think they match up really well with the Grizzlies, right? Um, they're going to go under all job screens, make them a shooter. Um, the issue with having, I think Memphis has players out like Steven Adams, not there. Grant hurt for his ACL. So I think they lack in some of that that size um, from their bigs. And then um, Triple J, he gets in foul trouble a lot, right? And I think with Anthony Davis playing the way he's playing, I think, you know, that's going to be a that's going to be an issue for them. And then I didn't even say LeBron name yet, right? <laughs> so Le, you got LeBron, you got D'Angelo Russell, you got you got Rui, you got Austin Reeves. I just think that I just think that the Lakers' experience with those with LeBron and Anthony Davis and those good complementary players definitely going definitely going uh, beat the Memphis Grizzlies in six. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I got the Lakers winning in six as well, too. It's like the last time LeBron was in the playoffs, he fucked up his foot. Yeah. Anthony Davis had bad foot problems, and they still won six games with Phoenix, who went on to get to the conference finals and represent the West and get to the finals as well, too. As long as LeBron James is playing like this, even at his advanced age, I don't think, even though they're the seventh seed, like they may be the best seventh seed of all time. <laughs> <laughs> like the moves that Rob Palenka made, that should give him GM of the year, hands down. He saved the season. But like you said, if you if you go toe to toe, you got the two best players on one side, LeBron. AD, and then on that side you got Ja, who's probably going to be all NBA player this year, and then JJJ, who's probably going to be either runner-up or defensive player of the year as well too. Like you said, I think the size of Adams and Clark really going to hurt them. So if I'm Darvin Ham and I'm LeBron, I'm emphasizing giving AD the ball and going to work and getting him in foul trouble. Not only JJJ getting in foul trouble, Dylan Brooks getting in foul trouble as well too. 
Dylan Brooks, their best perimeter defender, and JJ is their best rim protector. Like I said, who can guard multiple positions? So I think um, you emphasize getting JJJ in foul trouble and then just continuing to play uh, through AD, and then you're going to have open lanes for Braun as well, too. I mean, if we if, if if anything should be married, you guys should definitely take a look back at the 2016 NBA Finals when Bogey was out and Draymond was out. LeBron was just kind of eating as well, too. But a lot of people really don't be talking about the, the Lakers' strap. The Lakers play great defense. They play great defense, especially that lineup we saw in the playing game yeah. when it was, it was what, Vanderbilt, AD, um, Dennis Schroeder, Rui Hachimura, and Braun or something like that. Yeah. Or Austin Reeves and Braun instead, and they flipped uh, yeah. Rui with the uh, Vanderbilt's minutes. But that team is long. That team is athletic. That their their hands are active. They're constantly communicating. They they're great with the switches. Yeah. They close out really well. Yeah. They, they 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 play great defense. Now, even though they play great defense, Minnesota won't really knocking down shots like that. That's fair. Anthony Edwards, it looked like his shoulders bothered him a little bit as well, too, but that was very unlike him as well, too. And one thing I will say is even though Dennis Schroeder and Austin Reeves, all them perimeter players are playing great defense, John Morant different. Like, I know John Morant can't shoot, so I'm assuming that, like you said, they're going to go under the screen and just sag off of him as well, too. But Dennis Schroeder got his work cut out for him because John Morant is the quickest and shiftiest guard arguably in the league as well too so he's gonna find his way to get to the rim as well so he could very well put anthony davis in foul trouble then you got gabriel what playing a five i don't think they're gonna play mobamba and probably have Rui. they're probably gonna play small ball yeah um but i think i think john moran's ability to provide pressure at the rim is gonna not only benefit him but it's gonna open up the floor for his role play as well too but i just feel like memphis struggles in the half court set um so without Ja Morant, I mean, who's going to be your second reliable scorer? Is JJJ going to up his game? Is Desmond Bain going to up his game? I just don't see them. If they can't, if they can't stop the Lakers from scoring inside out and get easy points in transition, it's going to be a long game as well too. Because if the Lakers can get in half court and play defense, it's going to be a long series for them. So I got. I got the Lakers in six. Um, I just think they're they're the better team, and they and I think I still think till this day, shooters gonna shoot, but defense wins games in, in series too. You think Shannon Sharp gonna be at the game? Shannon Sharp gonna be at least one game for sure, for sure. Um, like we said, the plan is going on right now, and uh, you know obviously Denver's the number one seed, but let's play some hypotheticals um, for the sake of you know recording and, and, and the episode being released as well too. So let's say. That tonight, the Minnesota Timberwolves beat the Oklahoma City Thunder and, and go on to play Denver. Denver versus Minnesota, how many games? I got it going. If they play, because Denver has size, I would, I, I was, and Minnesota has size too with Rudy Gobert coming back. Oh, fuck. I, forgot about Rudy. I would say it would go six games. If McDaniels didn't injure himself, that and Nas Reed. And Nas Reed. That could be upset alert. Mm-hmm. That could be – they uh, Denver could get popped early. Uh, so, with this roster, with their injuries, I think it would go five or six. Denver would beat them, though. Mm. So, so five or six, which one? Uh, five or six, Denver winning. But I'll probably lean towards five. 
Five years because Anthony Edwards shoulder. They Rudy 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 Gobert. Uh, home, home Kyle home, Anderson. Kyle Anderson. Um, that that may mess with the team chemistry. So I would say Denver. Denver is a well-oiled machine. They got an MVP candidate. They got great, great, great role players. That that can end early. Yeah, I mean, Joker has all the pieces uh, to not get deep into the playoffs this year. Yeah. He, he, if it wasn't for fatigue, he'd probably be three-time reigning MVP right now. Yeah. But if they go up against Minnesota, like you said, with them missing two pivotal pieces um, in what's the name, McDaniels, Jaden yeah. McDaniels, and also uh, Nas Reed, that's going to be tough because you could have literally put Reed and helped with KCP and Bruce Brown and slow down Jamal Murray. Yeah. Um Anthony Edwards is capable, but he's also going to be required to score the basketball too. Um, so they're going to have the work cut out from from trying to slow down Jamal Murray. Um, but Joker, that might be a tough one with Gobert and with Cat. Uh, you know, taking turns um, against Joker as well too. I think Joker's still going to put up his numbers, but I think they're going to try to force the others to beat him. Um, but I just feel like Minnesota, even though they're very talented and are missing pieces, I've just seen a lot of times where they just haven't been able to kind of close the yeah. game. So I think when Denver's home court, I, I have them getting packed up in five. Mm. Now, if they played OKC, what you got? OKC tough, man. That might go six, Denver. Denver's going Denver's gonna to win. But OKC, the way Shy's playing – the rookie Jalen Williams, Giddy, um, they don't have a they don't have size, so that's mm-hmm. where Joker would just dominate, dominate, yeah, um, and just start creating open shots for his teammate. But the way uh, Shy puts pressure on the rim, um, I can see them stealing two games if if Denver starts playing lackadaisical. I, I really do. I think the coach is great for OKC. They gotta they're building their identity. They play hard. They're young. They're athletic. They're, you know what I'm saying? They get up and down the court. And then uh, Shy can exploit uh, Joker on those pick and roll switches. Oh, it's going to be nasty. So it it could get real nasty for him. So that could go six. I can see it. And they're healthy too. So I can definitely see that going six if OKC uh, makes it into the playoffs. I said six too. Um, Their size, even though they're, even though they lack size, in the post, as for, with their bigs, they make up for it from their guard and and and, and front court play. Um, like you said, with Shy attacking the basket, Josh Giddy being more efficient, Williams, Lou Dort, they they got pieces to bother defend, uh, Denver on the defensive end. Um, but I think they can also they they make free throws too at a high rate. Yeah. So I think the free throws um, are going to allow them to get into their defensive sets and they can slow the game down a little bit. Uh, so I got them winning two games as well, um, and, and I, but I got Denver winning the six because Joker is going to be the the deciding yeah, yeah. factor with that one as yeah, well too. Best play on the court. Best play on the court as well. Four or five matchup, man. Suns and the fucking Clippers, bro. That's tough. Who you got, man? That's that. That's probably going to be the best series in the West. I know. Like I said the most exciting, just from a scoring back and forth, is the Kings and and the Warriors. But like this may be an early Western Conference Finals yeah. matchup, and it's unfortunate. Like that's how the West was back in the day. Like sometimes the Spurs will go up against the Suns or the Lakers or whoever the first round. OKC, Clippers. But 
Who you got, man? Man, um, every day I've been going back and forth because one day I'll be like, Katie, book, how you beat those two? Then I'll be like, yo, Kawhi. I've seen Kawhi go against the Giants and win. So at the moment, I may change, but at the moment, I got the Suns beating the Clippers in seven. I think the Clippers not having Paul George is going to hurt. And because you asking a lot of players that haven't been that number two person on a team, you're asking a lot against Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Aiden, Chris Paul. So I think I think it's going to be competitive. Every Because the Clippers have depth, it's going to be competitive. But I just think at the end of the day, man, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, man, Certified killers, man. I just think, like, I just think they're going to be too much. I think Kawhi is going to give an all-time great performance. Like, his his production is going to go over his season production. But I just think Kevin Durant, man. Y'all know who I am. <laughs> Y'all know Kevin who I Durant. am, man. <sighs> yeah, man. So, you guys, right now, in, in the heart of heart, you got the Suns in seven? I got the Suns in seven. I got the Clippers in seven, man. <laughs> the bias gonna pre- gonna take over the world too. It's like you did, it's like you see a girl, right? And you ignore all the red flags. You say fuck it. <laughs> no, nah, I got all the red flags. Ignoring all the red flags, man. I got the Clippers in seven, man. Coach Ty Lue is probably the if not top two, top three best coach in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I think he's the best coach when it comes down to making adjustments game by game making adjustments after the half, making adjustments on the fly through timeout breaks as well, too. Um, it's going to suck with PG not being there. There's rumors. They just came out actually today saying there's no timetable for a turn, but he's kind of under that coach pop cloth where he ain't going to tell you nothing. But coaching, that goes to the Clippers. Depth, that goes to the Clippers. Best player, that's up for debate. Um, star power that's going to the Suns as well too, um, and I'm also upset where like out of all the teams in the playoffs, the Clippers Suns series they play every other day. Yeah. So like man. we said in the card, that could work towards the Clippers' advantage with CP being a little advanced. Yeah. CP, you know, he's been having a relatively pretty good season. Um, the I think his last game he shot seven threes. That's not happening again. Um. I think what Zach said, what you said, what we all been saying, you look at the formula of success last year. Um, granted, Steve Nash was a coach, but every game was close. Um, I think you load up on KD from the weak side. And like Zach said, you let Kawhi just guard Devin Booker and you force the others to beat him. You force the role players to beat him. Because, like, look, if KD getting you 30, Chris Paul would. I don't I don't know if Chris Paul has been saving his energy for this moment. Let's say let's say Chris Paul give you 20. Book and Katie give you 30. That's 36 80 points. Who else is gonna I forgot about eight and two. Aiden, man. I think eight and actually and Zubak cancel each other out. And I think KD cancels out um Kawhi. Kawhi. I Wait. think Norman Powell's gonna have a great series. Yeah, he's tough. We saw him live, bro. He's tough. He's quick. You can't stay in front of him. He can shoot the outside shot. He can get to the rim and draw fouls at will. 
Um, but a lot of people are not really talking about Russell Westbrook like that. Like he don't got nothing to prove. I think Russ he's been shooting pretty well from the three point line. He's been shooting pretty well from the free throws well too. And he he gives a dynamic that the Clippers never seen in Kawhi stint there where once you get the rebound, we allow you to be you and, and get pressure there. So who's going to guard Russell Westbrook in the open on the open floor? It's not going to be KD. It's not going to be Aiden. It's not going to be Booker. It's not going to be CP3. So I'm very curious to see who's going to who's going to stop Russell Westbrook um, in the transition game as well. Um, and then I think you can pick on CP3. I think you can pick it, pick pick on CP3. You can pick on campaign. Um, so I see a lot of mismatches there, but I just feel like the Suns' efficiency going to be ridiculous yeah, with those big threes because you can't go under any screens. You can't. That's what I'm saying. They can play all three levels, all of them. But then something you mentioned about the Suns' star power is that when they take one, two of their stars out, they can keep one of their stars in. So if Kevin Durant and Chris Paul go to the bench, Devin Booker is still in the game. Yeah, you and can't when, stagger yeah, with no PG. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So when Devin Booker goes to the bench, Kevin Durant go back in the game. And they don't have because you don't have Paul George, you're asking Norman Powell to be the, the guy when Kawhi gets a breather to go and produce. You're asking Russ to go out there and produce. You're asking Eric Gordon to go out there and produce. That's going that's I want to know how Ty Lue's gonna navigate that. Yeah, Russell Westbrook gonna have to up his game because yeah, I think it's gonna be staggered between yeah. Norman Powell and and Kawhi Leonard. That's tough. Um, but I do like, you know, the experience that we got. Norm's a champion. Russell Westbrook's made multiple deep runs, and he has something to prove this year. Marcus Moore Senior, they say he's coming back. Sniper from the Tracy can get his own bucket. Nicholas Batum is the ultimate glue guy for our team. Terrence, man, it continues to up his game. A lot of people now talking about Eric Gordon, so they're probably going to try to get the ball out of Kawhi's hands. Kawhi's still going to give you 30 a night, but they're going to swarm him as well, too, and the others just got knocked down their shots. And if they're knocking down their shots, then Kawhi can play his game. Um, so because of all those things I listed and me being a little biased, I, I just find a way of the Clippers being locked in and finding a way to upset KD. I know he eight and zero and twenty five and two or whatever his last couple games, but I think I think I think games matter. I, I think gaining gaining that chemistry matters. But we're gonna see what happens because um, KD's one of those few players where you can just plug him anywhere and he's fine. Yeah. But I'm curious to see how how that shit gonna pan out as well too. I I know it's going at least six or seven, but just seeing Paul George work out with no brace and whatnot, I feel Man. like that motherfucker gonna come back yeah. earlier than expected. It's out of sight, out of mind, like I said, but that changes the whole thing. But I, I think the Clippers, because Kawhi Leonard really hasn't been beaten in a long time. When you think about, it. I mean, if you take away the bubble, okay. 2019 Toronto and then before his ACL on a tear. Even I mean, PG's presence is gonna be missed more so on the defensive end as yep. well, too. Yep. Um, that's just another person to bother KD or take Booker out of his game. Or he can or they can have Terrence. They can have damn. It's gonna be tough, man. I'm I'm just curious to see what our defensive game plan is gonna be. Yeah. But I'm just biased. So I'm 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 gonna go with the Clippers. But it's seven. gonna be a great series, man. And I yeah. can't wait for it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Moving on to the Eastern Conference, man. You got the number two Celtics versus the seven Hawks. 
Who you got? Sweet. <laughs> Sweet, man. That's, that's, that shit got to be over in four, man. And no disrespect, that's a sweet, man. Man, it's a sweet? That's a sweet. I said sweet right away, too, but I was like, Snyder likes to get up get, get up and down, pace and space, shoot a lot of threes, and I know the Miami Heat, I don't know if they went to the club the night before, but that was just so unheat-like. But Atlanta got some size. They got some size. If you take away Trey Young, the shortest person, Deontay Murray, who's 6'5", they got some size, um, so I think their size can somewhat pose a threat. But overall, um, I give them winning one game just because this is Joe Missoula's first time going around. So I can see the Hawks stealing just one game at home, or well, taking one game at home, like a game three. So it'll be 2-0, Hawks win game three, and then Boston packed them up in five. Um, but I feel like, yeah, Boston's locked in. Yeah. This was just training for them the regular season. They still got that sour taste in their mouth from last year, and they about to go to work. <laughs> it's about and to they be got too sweet, much man. depth. So just out of respect, I think Ice Cold Trey can give you one game. Um, but gentlemen sweep. Gentlemen sweep. Sweep one way or the other. Yeah. Number 376 is going up against the six Nets. Who you got? I got the Sixers winning in um in six. Six. I got yeah, I got the six. I think um uh, the Nets play great defense, but Joel and B, they don't got the size to match up with Joel and B. Claxton is great. You know, he's gonna be a, he's gonna make an all NBA defensive team. But I just think at the end of the day, Joel and B gonna put too much pressure on the rim. They have wing defenders that can bother James Harden and Tyree too. and Tyrese Maxey. But you're going to have to double-team Joel Embiid. <laughs> and I just think that's just going to be too much. So, they, again, we're seeing, a, we're seeing a theme here. Like, the best player on the court is going to dictate a lot of the matchups we see. And I think because Brooklyn doesn't have the size, I just think, and the way Joel is locked in, I just think there's going to be too much for him. So I got them at six. Yeah, Joel is too much. I said six at first, but I was like five. I think Joel yeah. and B just on a mission going to take care yeah. of things. You only got Claxton, who's their front line. I mean, Dayron Sharp may get some minutes just because he he big two sixty five. Yeah. But I'm starting to go back and forth because you do got Bridges, Dinwiddie, Finney Smith, um, Cam Johnson, and also Royce O'Neal who can bother James Harden. Um, but I just feel like they're not ready yet. Yeah. I think they're gonna get one win off of a high, or where they're just shooting lights out, or Mikael Bridges just has an out of body experience. But it's it's time for the seventy sixes to to make some noise this year. So I yeah. I got them I got them in five for sure. Donovan Mitchell was supposed to be traded to the Knicks, and now he's yeah. playing the fucking Knicks. So the four five seed, the four seed Cavs versus the five seed Ooh. Knicks. Man, who you got? Hey man, so I got, I got the Knicks winning in seven. Sheesh! I think, I think Jalen Brunson, I think Julius Randle, and I think uh, like what Emmanuel quickly brings to the game. I think the, I think they, I think the Cavs are the better team, but I just man, the Knicks have been have been playing great basketball since the All Star break. Man, I just got I, – I just I, – I really – I like Jalen Brunson, man. 
I really think he can he controls the pace of the game. I think it allows for Julius Randle to really operate and not and not and not put so much pressure on himself to you know play make and score. He can just focus solely on getting a bucket. So I got that man. I got I got um I got the Knicks winning in seven, man. Damn, I I had last week. I had the Knicks in seven just because I love, like you said, Brunson different man. Yeah, different. Three level, undersized guard, yeah. strong, lefty, get his own bucket. Yeah, Julius Randle, um, because of Brunson being there, takes the pressure of him being a playmaker, so he can just get in his bag. But I don't know Julius Randle, Julius Randle's ankle, so that's why I'm kind of leaning away from them as well too, and. Diamond Mitchell really don't lose in the first round. I don't think he has yet. Nah, Except for that one year again. Nah, he hasn't yet. I don't uh, think he has yet. No, they they lost to Dallas last year, right? That was the first round? No, oh, yeah, that was yeah, the first yeah. round. Okay, Jaylen okay. Brunson. Okay, Jalen Brunson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then with Ian Finsmith and whatnot. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just feel like Diamond Mitchell has something to prove. And I think he's going to put on a show in New York. And I like their size, man. I like their size. If you take away Garland, and I mean, they kind of have an undersized backcourt. But Jared Allen, um, Danny Green just came back. They got Carisover. They got Robin Lopez. They got Yvonne Mobley. They got Isaac Okoro. They got they got the pieces to get 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 shit done. Um, but I think just because of Julius Randle being a little banged up, I got them at seven. But I, I think the best player in the series is Diamond Mitchell, and he just always finds a way to will his teammates, but I'm curious to see how some of these first-time girls are going to play um, in the bright lights, but I think it's going to be one of those series where no team wins on the road. Mm. So wow. I got I got them in seven. I got them in seven. Okay, hypothetical. Let's say the bl- the Bucks pit play the Heat. Who you got? The Bucks. How many games? Five. Damn. Five? <laughs> getting them. The Heat have no size. They yeah. have no shooting. Have no size, no shooting. And, and they struggle and to they score the basketball. They struggle to score the basketball, so. I got a sweep. <laughs> so, I think Jimmy can win one game, but it's it's it's, it's, it's 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 either a sweep or a gentleman's sweep, but I just think they don't have the scoring, the size. Who who gets who can get a bucket? Tyler Hero is supposed to be that guy who can get a bucket when Jimmy Butler goes out the game. They got defenders to put on him to kind of slow him down. I just I think the Heat need to they got to work on some things this season. <laughs> For real, man. Yeah. All right. What if the Bucks play the Bulls? I think that could go. That can be a five or six Bucks winning. I think you have two dynamic scores. Zach and Demar, and then you have Dia DeRozan. <laughs> you know, say she could she could affect some of the free throw shooters from Giannis. <laughs> but, uh, yo, he gonna get out of school yeah, right. for a week. <laughs> but uh, I think I think uh, Chicago got perimeter defenders. They don't have a point guard, so that's gonna hurt. I think. Uh, but again, man, whoever the Bucks played five max six, expect a sweep. Yeah, Bulls probably win one game just because Demar and and uh, Levine can get high. Yeah, um, Vucevic is going to keep Lopez from the rim, um, and so that's going to open up the, some space for Levine and for Demar to get to the basket. But then you still got to worry about Giannis and Roman. But uh, yeah, I think you just win one game. I think 
the Bucks are probably going to get to the conference finals with yeah. ease. Yeah. But it's just a bad matchup. Yeah. It really is. But I would rather see the Bucks in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I wanted to see Toronto, but yeah. they folded. They folded. That would have gave Giannis a little bit of problem in yes. six. That's size and the coaching. Yeah. But the coaching. But yeah. It is what it is. Well, those are your playoff matchups. And before we are done with this, with today's episode, episode 129, I like to have my little segment called Real Rapper Cap, where we just go back and forth, kind of like hot takes answer within 15 seconds and whatnot. Kind of like hot potato, pass it off. Yeah. So first question for you, Real Rapper Cap, Nick Nurse will find himself a new job for head coaching. Real rap. Why? I think that, you know, he's won a championship in Toronto. There was a lot of things happening internally with the team, and I think he wants a new scene. Yeah. It's a new scene. So. I'm going to go real rap as well, too. Um, every coach can always have, you know, a successful season, but I, I don't know if it's just because the players don't really listen with them, listen to him anymore. They need a new voice in the locker room, but I think it's time for him to take his expertise, um, go to a younger team that's on the rise, and, and see what happens from there. So I think an ideal spot for him if it's open, Minnesota Timberwolves, um, or if you can take a risk, the Houston Rockets as well. I agree. Real rapper cap, the Raptors will blow up their roster this offseason. Real rap. Yeah, real rap. I think they don't want to pay Van Vliet. Siakam's going to probably ask for a trade. And then, you know, OG, OG probably going to want to trade as well once uh, Siakam and Van Vliet go. So I got them blowing up the team and trying to get more assets. Yeah, I think they're going to turn into OKC. So, real rap, I think they're going to turn into OKC. Like you said, they don't want to repay for Evan Fleet. Pascal is up for an extension. But every player on their team is a piece to a puzzle. Yeah. So, they're going to get a lot of assets and expired contracts back. So, expect to blow up. Real rap, a cat PG will return at some point round one versus the Suns. Yeah, uh, real rap, I got PG returning in game three. Real rap, I say game three or four yeah. just because I didn't see him with his brace. But hopefully yeah. with Podcast P come out on Monday, we're going to have an even better update because you know <laughs> he's going to address that elephant in the room. I think he wants it. I think he want to go out there. I think this is the best year to win, so real rap. Yeah, real rap. Real rapper Cat Russell Westbrook will give the Clippers at least one vintage game versus the Suns. Real rap, man. I think. <laughs> Real rap. He, Russ going to get you 120 and 10 and, and nine rebound game. I can see that. Yeah. I'm going to say real rap, man. Like, this dude been getting shitted on for the longest yeah. with the Lakers fan base and, and, and around the league. And you've been hearing the chatter. I just think there's really no one defensively to take him off his game. I think he's not really worried about the outside pressure playing with LeBron. He going to have at least one game. And it's probably going to be on the road For sure. where he's going to give you 28, 10, and 9 or some yeah, shit I like that. that. I can see that. I see that shit. Me too. Real rap. Shout out Russ. Real rapper Cap, there will be no sweeps in round one of the playoffs. That's Cap. Cap. Um, what you call the boss? I'm about to sweep <laughs> Atlanta and then <laughs> they about to get up out of here. So, yeah, Cap. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with real rap. Um, there ain't going to be no sweeps. It's some team is going. Every team's going to win at least one. Team's going. Every team's going to have at least one win in the column. I think. Royal rapper cap. Kyrie will resign with the Mavs. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I, I'm going to say real, real rap because they can give him the most money. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to go with real rap too, like you said, because they can give him the most money. Um, but I just don't know what he'd be thinking. I, I think, you know, the, the Lakers get what they want, man. Every time? The Lakers get what they want. So If DeAndre yeah. Russell don't yeah. ball out, he yeah. gonna, they he probably going to do a signing trade. So I could see I could see Kyrie. Him and Vanderbilt yeah. and Austin yeah. Reeves. Give me, give me all three of them. Yeah, I can see Kyrie teaming up with Anthony Davis and Bron Bron. Mm. Last but not least, real rapper Cap, Udonis Haslam will get a job in front office of coaching staff for the Miami Heat. Yeah, real rap. Yeah, he will. He, you know, 20-year player, a great vet, great motivational piece to keep in your locker room, so for sure. Yep, real rap. Served his time. Um, went out with the bang. When you think of Miami Heat, you think of the grittiness, get it from the mud, white collar. That is him, um, and he should have been had a job there. But I think he promised his dad he played at least 20 years in the league, and he did that. So, real rap. Any last words for episode 129, man? Man, always a pleasure to come and rock with you in L.A., man. Shout out. Shout out to the podcast, one of my favorite podcasts out, Sir Caesar's Pod. I love you. So yes, sir. Yes, sir. Your thing, man. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, that was episode 129 of the Caesar's Show with Sir Caesar's and a special guest, Daryl Sharp at D Sharp. Dot double O seven. Make sure to subscribe on all forms of social media at the Caesar show at Sir Caesar's. We out. That's a wrap.